0: Have you heard, have you heard the newest and best Bahamian resource for test preparation for BJC's and BGCSE's? Check us out on Facebook or at AnansiBahamas.com. Again, check us out on Facebook or at www.anansibahamas.com Where Mr. Ferguson is the CEO, there are a lot of resources especially for Bahamian students. Anansi Learning Technologies. Check us out. Welcome to The New Chemist. We're glad you're listening. Feel free to download this podcast on Spotify and Google Podcasts. Here on The New Chemist, we discuss chemistry, which simply put is the science of change, as well as careers, community, research, and COVID-19. We're happy you're tuning in. My guest this morning is Dr. Gary May. Thanks for joining me this morning. It is good to hear from you. Just briefly, I'll inform my audience about you. Dr. Gary S. May became University of California Davis' seventh chancellor on August 1st, 2017. He leads the most comprehensive campus in the University of California system with four colleges and six professional schools. An accomplished scholar and engineer, Dr. May came to UC Davis after a three decade career at the Georgia Institute of Technology in Atlanta. He was the Dean of the Institute's College of Engineering the largest and most diverse school of its kind in the nation. Prior to his appointment as dean, Dr. Mace was the Steve W. Chaddock chair of Georgia Tech's School of Electrical and Computer Engineering. He also served as the executive assistant to the then Georgia Tech president, Chi Wayne Clark. As Chancellor of one of the world's greatest public research universities, Gary S. May leads UC Davis as it advances its mission in several key areas. In 2015, President Barack Obama honored Dr. May with the Presidential Award for Excellence in STEM Mentoring. In September 2018, Dr. May was inducted into the National Academy of Engineering one of the highest honors in the field for his innovations and educational programs for underrepresented groups in engineering and his contributions to semiconductor manufacturing research. In April 2020, Dr. May was elected to the American Academy of Arts and Sciences under the classification of educational and academic leadership. Dr. May has won numerous honors for his research and was named Outstanding engineer alumnus of UC Berkeley, where he earned his master's and PhD degrees in electrical engineering and computer science. A prominent voice in higher education, Dr. May is married to Miss Michelle R. May, a software engineer with CNN. They have two grown daughters, Simone and Jordan. Please welcome Dr. May. <laughs> Good afternoon, Dr. May. Thank you again for joining us on The New Chemist. Let's get started. Do you have any advice for those wanting to pursue the field you are currently working in?
1: First, David, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm glad to be the inaugural guest on your podcast. Uh, That's an honor for me.
0: Yes.
1: Um, You know, the advice I give for people who are interested in in engineering um, is... You have to find uh, the part of the field, the discipline um, that you're passionate about. Uh, You have to really enjoy uh, the mathematics and the science, but you have to really also find that uh, discipline of engineering that makes you want to get out of bed every day and go to work and and do something fulfilling. So that could be, you know, in my case, it was electrical engineering, um, but, you know, it could be biomedical, mechanical, aerospace, whatever it is. Something that, uh, you know, uh, tugs at your fascination and makes you curious and makes you wanna solve problems.
0: Okay, yeah, that's, that's very good. Um, so what has been some of the most beneficial advice you have received to date?
1: Well, I've gotten much advice over my life and my career. I think, you know, starting with my parents who, uh, you know, the, the old advice was uh, go do that homework boy. Uh, and then uh we kind of progressed from there to uh you know my dad used to tell me how important it was to to have your own things uh to be independent uh to have your own opinions to make up your own mind and to be uh consistent with your with your views um over the course of my career i've gotten good advice about what uh jobs were good jobs what jobs were not as attractive you know, how to stay successful, um, you know, um, what uh, networks were important to be a part of. Um, you know, in, in my, my current career, you know, I've had mentors that have guided me in how to be, you know, statesman-like, you know, how to uh, be a better uh, uh, public speaker. Um, again, what associations are important for you to continue and, and others that are not as important because there are many demands time in this role so um, I had some good advice about uh, what uh, organizations or would, would be useful to be a part of and what uh, or what other associations it's better to delegate so I've gotten lots of good advice on many different topics
0: okay that's very good that's very good uh, also how have you maintained vision and teamwork in your environment
1: well I just think teamwork is so important um, No one is talented enough to accomplish all that they want to accomplish on their own. That's right, true. Once you're humble enough to realize that, it lets you know that you need to put put a good team around you. Uh, And I've been uh, fortunate and blessed uh, in in most of my career to been able to work with really talented people. Um, And the other important part of that is to let those people do their jobs and let them. be self-actualized and successful on their own. I don't feel like you have to uh, micromanage them or be involved in every single decision or every aspect of every decision. You have to hire uh, competent people and believe in their competence, right? And because um, whatever they do that's positive is gonna reflect on you in a positive way anyway. So let them go do that. You know, you need to stay aware of what's going on, but you don't have to be involved in every intricacy of every decision.
0: Yeah, I agree, I agree. So Dr. May, it's quite uh, plain and clear that you have been successful as a pioneer in the field. So how have you been so successful? What has complemented the most to your success?
1: You know, David, I, I always say there's three aspects of anyone's success. Okay. One is, you know, obviously some talent. You have to have some innate ability. The other is um, you have to um, work hard. You have to have a work ethic. You have to try to uh, use that ability to accomplish something. And then the third aspect um, is the one that's the least out least uh, in your control. Is, is, is You could call it luck. You could call it, you know, uh, 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 serendipity. You could call it being blessed, but being in the right place at the right time is also a big part and that's the part that a lot of really successful people don't want to admit because no one likes to say i got here because i'm lucky right (laughs) Uh, but uh, the truth is you know you could get hit by a bus right the next day Uh, uh, so there is some uh, uh, aspect of your success that really you had no
0: responsibility for and you have to be humble enough to admit that that's true humility is very important um so amidst all of your responsibilities and accomplishments, how do you maintain a balanced life?
1: Well, I think uh, uh, it kind of goes back to my upbringing and, and trying to be uh, grounded. Um, but I'd have to say, you know, a big part of my uh, balance and well-roundedness is my family. Um, you know, My wife is a strong support system for me and, and my kids and my extended family, my mom and my, my sister and others. Um, and family is a really important part of my life and I try to make sure that um, I keep uh, uh, those folks that are supporting me happy and supported as well. And I always say that, you know, in a career uh, you're juggling a lot of balls uh, and some of those balls are rubber and if you drop it it'll bounce back up. Uh, Some of those balls are glass and if you drop it it'll break. Uh, So um, you have to make sure that you're taking care of the the important balls, if you will, uh, that that are helping to support you
0: and help you be well-rounded. Okay, so make sure you have your priorities straight. Um, So in terms of your ideas and uh, policies, what have been some of your most effective and impactful ideas to date?
1: well you know i'd have to let others judge how effective or impactful my ideas are some things i'm proud of i can talk about i mean in my my research career um early on we made some really fundamental uh contributions to uh, how integrated circuits are manufactured and and the use of ai in in those processes uh, which uh, garnered a lot of uh, positive attention for me early in my career um and uh sort of in parallel with my uh, Research. I've always been interested in um, broadening participation in STEM fields uh, for, for uh, underrepresented students, uh, and I think I've made some real good contributions uh, in, in that area as well, uh, which led to, you know, eventually a, a presidential award uh, a few years ago. Um, and I think as, a, as an academic leader, uh, uh, you know, I've had some, some contributions that I'm proud of. Uh, in terms of uh, having programs ranked very highly, uh, producing many successful and talented graduates, uh, raising lots of funds, whether it be philanthropy or or research awards. Uh, So um, uh, a lot of ideas uh, contribute to those those successful outcomes uh, in those areas
0: of my life. I agree. And even the shore program at Georgia Tech, which is very, very, very effective and instrumental and I even benefited from that program as yeah. well. Yeah, so I'm grateful for it. Um, how have you sought or found the right environment for you to thrive scientifically and intellectually? How have you found, how did you find it? Or how, did, how are you seeking it?
1: Well, I think I always look for an environment that allows me to be my, my complete self. So I certainly have some intellectual uh, challenges that i like to pursue. So you wanna find a place where you can do your do your work and do your scholarship but you also want to find an environment that allows you to be um uh, uh, to relax and be yourself socially uh, to fulfill whatever kind of uh, social justice uh, imperatives you have Uh, uh, so allows you to work on things you think are the right thing to do and allows you to be your own sort of uh, um, authentic self Right. And so I, I thrive in environments where I don't feel like I have to um, pretend to be other than what I am. And uh, sometimes you have to force the environment to accept that. Uh, as I've grown older, I've you know, become much more comfortable in my skin and I don't sort of look for an environment. I just sort of bend the environment to my will. But, <laughs> mm. but it's harder to do that when you're, when you're younger and still kind of figuring things out.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's very good advice. You know, um, be your authentic self. You no, don't put on a mask.
1: You know, it, it's much healthier to be your alternative. It's easy, for one. You yeah, know, I yeah. always tell people, uh, the only person I'm good at being is me, so I shouldn't try to be anybody else. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, uh, it's just, it's mentally much, much healthier and it allows you to be much more effective, I think.
0: That's yeah, true, because, you know, at the end of the day, you are responsible for you and the best person you can be is yourself. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, how... Have you been uh, adaptive and creative? What specific ways can you, uh, come out uh, come to mind immediately? Uh, what specific ways have you been adaptive or creative in the field of science?
1: Um, well, I think um, what I like to do is look for. Uh, Analogies and what I mean by that is um, if I see something in the natural world, um, I try to adapt that to something that I'm working on scientifically. So uh, I mentioned the, the AI the, the semiconductor manufacturing work that we did. You know, I, I was kind of fascinated early in my career with uh, neural networks and how the brain works and all those sorts of things. And I tried to see if there are ways that you could use uh, some of those uh, approaches and how. Uh, uh, manufacturing could be done more efficiently uh, uh, and had some success with that. So so I think the the overall broader uh, answer to the question is my creativity I think is stimulated by sort of observing my environment and uh, drawing uh, connections between what I observe in the environment and and, uh, uh, what I'm working on at the moment. And then also listening to people, listening to smart people, reading smart people's work and and trying to to figure out um, uh, if I could use what other people have already
0: uh, figured out. That's very, that's very good, very good. Um, Also Dean May, also Johnson May, um, another question I have is how do you maintain view of the bigger picture in your career and in your life in general? When you've encountered challenges or obstacles, how do you maintain view in the bigger picture?
1: Well, uh, part of it is going back to the 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 humility that I mentioned earlier. Just you know, you're uh, I'm a spiritual person. Um, I I, I do um, uh, pray and and, and, uh, and go to church and those sorts of things. And what it does is gives me some sense of uh, things that are greater than myself. And um, uh, so, when I am faced with adversity, I think that, you know, one, um, uh, this is not something too big uh, of, you know, I'm put here for a reason. This can't be too big for me to handle it. And two, um, uh, adversity builds your character. Uh, You know, everyone's going to face it. You got to learn from it. Uh, You know, it's like in business, they talk about fast failure. You You fail. You feel fast, but you learn from it. You don't repeat it. Um, so you don't, although adversity doesn't always feel good, often it doesn't feel good when you're going through it. Uh, when you reflect on it, uh, going back, you try to figure out what you can learn from that experience and how you can apply it going
0: forward. That's you know, very true. One of the things uh, I've heard about is, you know, reflecting on your actions and not just going, going about doing, doing, doing. Um, as well, you um, You've made a lot of impact in the field of education. A lot of impact. Thanks. So specifically to those who want to make a similar impact in that specific field, what advice would you give to those like especially those who are pursuing careers in academia yeah. or as professors or deans or administrators what advice would you give them specifically?
1: Well I think in academic leadership we're going to start there. The important thing is to be able to find fulfillment in other people's success, right? So, um, you know, early in my career, uh, it's much more about being an individual contributor and, you know, establishing a track record and getting recognition and award, et cetera. But in leadership, uh, that stuff is not as important anymore. You know, uh, it's a nice thing if I get an award, but really it's much nicer if I provide an environment here at UC Davis where our students or our faculty or our Uh, community people in our community can be successful Uh, so you have to kind of switch gears on your sense of what makes you what charges you up and so I I couldn't be happier than I am when I see someone here get a big award or um, do something that's notable because we provided an environment that allowed them to be successful whether that be laboratory space or funding or Some some sort of enrichment program or encouragement that way. That's that's where I get fulfillment now.
0: Okay. Wow. That's that's good. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's the idea in which you move beyond focusing on yourself and trying to help other people as well develop themselves. Um. So, what have been your long-standing what have been your long-standing interest, the overarching theme, if you had to sum it up in short, Mm -hmm. what would be your long-standing interest in the field of science if you had to sum it up in short?
1: Oh, wow, that's hard to do it in short. I think, uh, you know, I was a kid. I loved, uh, I had a chemistry set. I had Erector sets and Legos and all those sorts of things that kind of sparked my interest in science and engineering. Uh, uh, You know, I've always wanted to figure out how do things work How can I make them work better? If you have to sum it up in a short, 50 sentence. Uh, And that includes, you know, people. I I try to uh, figure out what motivates people, what helps them in their own pursuits, and how can I assist them in achieving those pursuits.
0: Um, Now, as well, um, you mentioned how you, Chose electrical engineering as a field to major in. Yeah. Um, to be more specific, uh, why did you choose that field? What led you to choose that? What made it click? What, did it click with you, or what made you choose that? Well, I, I encourage you to choose
1: it. It was a it was a path, I guess, that I was on because I had been in programs. You know, first of all, you take these. Uh, various aptitude tests as a, as, a, as a kid, and they tell you you're good in this, you're good in that. So I was good in math and science. They said engineering would be a possible uh, career for me. I, I did a program in high school called Develop Engineering Students. is a summer program that was sponsored by uh, McDonnell Douglas in St. Louis, my hometown, uh, which is not Boeing. But anyway, I did that program and got a chance to see what engineers did in their day-to-day operations and got some mentoring from for the engineers there. Uh, which led me to uh, uh, select that career and um, now the specific discipline of electrical versus some other engineering discipline was much more uh, serendipitous than you might think i, I you know I, I mentioned i had a chemistry said i thought about chemical engineering um, thought about mechanical um, i had i had done um, these Heathkit kit radios um, as a kid where you actually put together the the coils and antennas and various pieces and, and power sources to make a, a real radio. So that was the interest in electronics. Um, but I could have, I feel like I could have done any discipline in engineering and had some uh, fulfillment or success. Um, uh, I just decided to just pick electrical kind of more of a whim than anything else. But it worked out okay. for me.
0: Yeah, I would say so too. Um, also, um, I remember reading about you doing research in semiconductors. Mm-hmm. So, why did you choose semiconductors to do your research in?
1: So this is going to sound funny, but when I was uh, taking on my EE uh, classes as an undergrad, the ones that were most challenging for me were the integrated circuit and semiconductor physics classes. Wow. And so I gravitated toward not the ones that were easier uh, for okay. me, but the ones that were challenging. And that's, that's where I wanted to you know, you know, meet that challenge, and that's where I ended up in, in semiconductors. Okay.
0: Wow. That's very, that's very good. It's very interesting. Um, also, um, Johnson May, I would, I would ask this last question. Um, amidst all of the things that are transpiring um, in the world today, what keeps you going? What keeps you encouraged? What keeps you optimistic? Well, um, I mentioned being a spiritual person, so
1: I have a firm commitment in trying to make things better. That helps me keep going want to build a better world for my family and for for my broader community. Um, You know, I always say I have three things I want to do every day, learn something, uh, help somebody and and make the world a better place. Um, So I try to keep that going every day. Um, And I do, I am an optimist, so I do think we can make things better days, you know, times like this, it's hard to see that because there's so much uh, negative going on. But I am encouraged by, you know, some of the small things I see. people starting to you know really focus on social justice more than i've seen in my lifetime um i find that encouraging i don't think obviously we have a long way to go but um uh, so you look for little uh uh, little things that make you feel more optimistic and that that keeps me going
0: great that's very good thank you dr may for your time i really appreciate having you on this podcast
1: My pleasure, David. Thanks for having me. Good luck with the podcast. Yes, sir.
0: Thanks for listening. We're glad you were able to tune into this podcast. Once again, this is The New Chemist, where we discuss chemistry, which simply put is the science of change, as well as the other sciences, careers, community, research and COVID-19. Thanks again for listening. Note, the views on this podcast represent those of my guests and I.